What's up, everyone? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, bringing you a little bit different type of content today. What I'm doing is I'm going and finding other podcasts that I'm a guest on as well, and I'm chopping up specific topics of interviews, and I'm going to post them for you guys to listen to. So that way you're not listening to an entire interview, you're just listening to a specific topic. This podcast clip is from the Weekly Juice podcast with my boys Ryan and Corey, and it's a great podcast. I think you guys would enjoy it as well. They had me on to talk about the philosophy of money and wealth building, and it was a very fun conversation. So I hope that you guys get a lot of joy and value out of the next 10 minutes. I think that you will. Have fun. Let's just talk financial independence and philosophy, right? What are your thoughts on financial independence and what does it mean to you to attain that? I guess it's your why, but just your mantra and your thoughts on people being able to do what they want, when they want, with who they want. Yeah. So I'll give two answers to that. The first answer was my upbringing. My dad and I were never close. He was there, but he didn't want, he didn't want to be a father. He didn't want to be involved in my life. So when we were growing up, he was an air traffic controller. And so my relationship with money was, we never knew how much dad made like that. My mom didn't even know how much my dad made. And he was very stingy with his money. And he would come home from work and be so pissed off that my mom would be like, Hey, don't talk to dad. He's in a bad mood from work. So he missed everything. There wasn't a single thing that he was at, no basketball, no sports, no anything. So my first thought behind all of this, my first why was when I'm a father, I don't want my work to ever mess up my life. I want to be there every single thing for my kids, my spouse, my friends. I want to be there for everything. I want to be present. So I was never going to let a job do that. The second answer would be the three levels of freedom, essentially. So you have financial freedom, you have personal freedom, then you have philosophical freedom. So financial freedom, you don't have to worry about the bills. You're good. Everything's taken care of. Personal freedom is you do what you want, when you want, with who you want. So now you have choice, right? So now your finances are taken care of and now you have choice. Then you go to philosophical freedom to where now you have your finances, you have your choice of schedule. And now you're asking the questions like, what impact do I want to cause? What do I want to do for the next generation, the generation after that? What internally actually drives my happiness? What can I provide to the world before I leave? So if you get all of these in the shortest period of time, that's the meaning to the most like successful life for me. So let's get everyone financially independent first, and then they can focus on the rest of the stuff. That was one of my favorite answers about like just the the whole being of being financially free. Do you think that you made it like a one, two, three? Do you think that there is this specific order? Like you need to get your finance in first, then personal, then philosophical. Is there any way to do it in a different order? Or do you think that's like, that is the one, two, three, that's the steps. So this is a question I have with a lot of people on my show, because I have guys come on that are worth 50 million, hundred million dollars. And then now they're in the philosophical stage of their life. Right. And they're like, but the money didn't really matter. And I could have just found the happiness in the journey, right? And so from talking to all these people and getting all these perspectives, what conclusion I've drawn for me personally is I would rather have a grind financially. And once I'm at that 50 million mark, then yeah, then let's have a philosophical conversation there because now my... I'm taken care of, my next generation is taken care of, and my next generation after that's taken care of. Let's start talking philosophically at that point. Because what's the alternative is maybe smoking some ayahuasca when you're 22 (laughs) and you're like, none of this even matters and you never build anything. That's the concern. So my conclusion that I've drawn is that I enjoy the ride. 
I enjoy the process. I enjoy the grind. It's like Kobe Bryant said, he didn't care about winning championships. He got all of his joy from working and the championships are just the default. So they're a byproduct. I think so that perspective is, I don't want to be too like Disney on you, but I think it is magical. I just think it's hard for people to think that way prior to having the funds to, to, to feel like they've made it. There's no way that we're going to get to this mark of being a millionaire and then being a multimillionaire and then getting 50, even 50 million. You're not going to be at the top of this mountain like looking down and being like, I made it. There is no such thing. So how do you take the small wins along the way and yep. celebrate. Is there something specific that you do after you get to a certain point? But you did mention you're going to travel the world, which is pretty cool, but I'm curious. Yeah. So I set my quarterly goals and I have benchmarks. So every single quarter, I try to bake something in. That's what I did before. But the secret to all of this is it never stops. So you have a lot of people on a lot of podcasts that have made it to a certain level and then they act, okay, cool, I'm here, but it never stops. Because I'm around people that 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, 800 million. All they're thinking about is getting to the billion. Is so, there a point of that, diminishing returns on that? In the sense, is there, do you have a, a point where you feel like there's a contentness that will come? Because I don't want to never stop. I think that maybe I'll, you'll be able to slow down, right? And enjoy the fruits of your labor, so to speak. Or do you think that's not going to happen for you? <laughs> no, I don't, even, I don't even care about making it to 100 million, really. Because I see what it takes. And it takes a lot out of you. For me, I just am going to have my wealth as a byproduct while I'm enjoying the ride. Like genuinely, the wealth is just the net worth is just a byproduct at this point because I've talked to so many people to where, yeah, you're right. Once they hit over that threshold, money doesn't matter to them anymore. I don't know if y'all have heard Alex Hormozzi, but the dude's got over 100 million. And he doesn't care about money anymore. Like none of them care at all about money. It brings no more joy to them to make more of it. It's just a game. But the advice that I've gotten from all of them is that it is a game and it's not about the money anymore. It's about the game. So all of life is literally about improvement. That's it. So money is just a way of keeping score for them. So once you get to that point where you're like, okay, cool, I'm winning. You have to have a new metric that you win at. I think I'll let you jump in here, Rai, but I think that's really interesting because I read a statistic the other day and I don't know how like factual this actually is, but they're saying that once you make more than I think, I think the number was $90,000 a year. Mm -hmm. A lot of people was like, to us, that's not a lot of money in terms of a goal to be at. But there's the statistic was like, once you make past $90,000 a year, there's not a lot of like upwards happiness metrics that you hit past that. Do you believe in something like that, even at that quote unquote, air quotes, low of a number? Or do you think that maybe it exists at a higher number? I'm just curious. And we can move on to other things, but I'm really interested in this combo. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a concept of financial gravity, right? How, income levels, like here's how income levels tend to work. If you're an individual employee and you're like killing it at whatever you're doing in your W-2, like maybe you're a tech sales rep or you're the average kind of caps at about a quarter million just doing it yourself. Once you have something to where you have a team under you and you've got, maybe you're in a VP position or something like that, then that's where you can make the jump to 500. To make the jump to a million, you need scale. So you need, you're going to, you're going to need a lot of scale to be able to do that. But the, from what I've heard, once you get past like kind of that quarter million, once your family's taken care of and everyone's taken care of, like you're good. It's arbitrary. Like everyone's going to, Think about it differently because everyone has a different relationship with money. But I think once you've got like a 50% savings rate, like really at that point, it doesn't really matter anymore. 
I think it's an interesting conversation. And I think a lot of people get lost in while they're going through the journey. It's always the journey of money. And I love, I get it, right? The game, it is a hustle and that's what makes it fun, yeah. right? And that's why it's like never, truly never ending because there's no, it's not once you reach level 100, you're capped out, right? Like in most Yeah, then it's a thousand. Like yeah, then yeah, it's, it's 10,000. Like, yeah. Exactly. So it's just, it's like, it truly is never ending. And then it goes into like your talk on philosophy, philosophy and like personal freedom and all that. It's, I think people need to learn to enjoy that and explore that on their ride. Like it is one thing to I think about a bunch of different people at in their nine to fives, or maybe even people, just people that have not reached financial independence, right? They focus so much on making money to support their family that they lose themselves a little bit. And like they forget their passions, what they like, and like even just yeah. what do they do on the what are their hobbies? And they, they don't they try any. to find it when they're at the end of the line at 65, not saying 65 is the end of the line, but once they retire, that's when I'll start exploring again. It's no, you won't. Then your kids are having kids. You want to take care of them and make sure they're living their life. And it's just, yeah. they've lost that gap throughout time. And it's very interesting because I think Corey and I get in this, it's not, I wouldn't say a rub, but you're just, you're a tunnel vision, right? And you're like, dude, bang, how quickly can we get there? Because we've seen and interviewed a bunch of people like yourself. Yeah. And, and as you have interviewed a bunch of people who have reached that million dollar mark, financial freedom mark. And they're like, dude, like if I could go back in time and redo this journey, I would take a little bit more time for myself as well to explore some yes. things because it is the journey. It's not this false summit. So just yeah. an interesting conversation because you can't, I wouldn't say you can, you should, or you can mix up these like levels, right? Like the personal freedoms, financial freedoms and the philosophical, but I think you should be exploring them along the way. So that way in case... You can try to reach financial freedom, dude. Not everyone's going to make it. So it's like, why wait until you get to the end of the line and potentially not be able to explore it? I just wanted to bring up the point is make sure everyone who's listening, take some time for yourself and don't lose sight of what your passions are. And if you're like a big gym person and you just stop going to the gym to make, you lose the endorphins, you lose your your sense of purpose by just going to your nine to five job and making money. And then you're like, holy shit, like... My health, like your health is your wealth, right? That's just one example of it. I know so many people that were like in really good shape in college, they go to the gym all the time. Then you see them like five years out, and you're like, holy crap, what happened? Hairline and- is pushed back, man. <laughs> that, that, in sales, that's the biggest thing I've seen. Every dude, single manager in my company has lost their hair, dude. And to have that, that right there is like a massive key. And to continue to build your health and continue to have balance and continue to build your wealth, like all of those things, that what you said in the beginning about everything being about. I believe you said improvement. I'm addicted yeah, yeah. to the progress and like I'm happy with the consistent progress. And but I don't look back enough. That's the cool thing to be able to do is look back and be like, dude, look what we did. Ryan and I have been business partners for a year and a half. I'm like, I feel like it's been 20 years. Yeah. You, you know? <laughs> you know, like, he was having this moment yeah. today and it's fine. It's natural and normal. And he was just like, I could just tell it was one of those days. And we started, we just reminisced really quick. Go, do you realize that all the things that we've done in a year and a half, dude? Like we just I reminded him all the properties. We have five yeah. e-commerce slash YouTube automation stores, like just a lot of shit that we're like, but could you even imagine being here two years ago, a year and a half ago? There's no way you could fathom being there that fast. And then it's okay, let's acknowledge this and realize we can do the same thing, double this in the next year and a half. And you know what I mean? It compounds on top of each other. Have you ever heard it, the gap in the game? No. Dude. Uh, I've heard of it, but you I need to read it. it. Read the book, dude, The Gap and the Gain. It literally will teach you how to be happy. So everybody that's an entrepreneur, go read the freaking book, The Gap and the Gain, Ben Hardy, Dan Sullivan. What it talks about is how we measure success is completely ass backwards. Exactly what y'all are saying is correct. So what you need to do is you need to measure your success based off of where you are now versus where you started from. 
And you need to take that and have that gratitude instead of thinking about yourself. So right now y'all are having a moment today where you're like, look at how far we've come since we started. That's how you win. That's how you have success and happiness on the journey. That's it. Because if you sat there and all you were thinking about was look how far away we are from Joe Rogan, you'd be pissed off and miserable constantly. Hey, real quick. If you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.